Hey, it's Card from the DownSouth.ig podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on Windows 11. So Microsoft did their announcement of Windows 11 yesterday, and it's, to say the least, I have some thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to give you the good parts. And I got some parts that are kind of concerning. So we'll start off with the good first. As far as aesthetics goes, the new Windows actually does look pretty slick. I'll give them that. Everything has kind of a frosted glass look to it. And, you know, you can see through most of the windows and stuff like that. So the, the look is pretty slick. Now, they've kind of been going with that with Windows 10. They do have some themes that have so, a lot of similar, you know, looks to it. But this one is going to be OS wide, so it's everything is going to have that kind of tinge to it. There are new windows, new icons, new graphics, and a new start menu. And the live tiles, thank God, are going to be gone. So, yay for that, because... <laughs> Those live tiles and having to pin things to the start menu and all of that, that's just to be, it's just annoying to me. I just, I'm, I've never been a fan of doing it. Kind of had to with some things, but for the most part, that's not something that I really look forward to if I have to do a clean install. You can also do multiple desktops now. And what this is, it's not like the task manager kind of thing that you can pull up different, different windows and different things like that that it has now. It's a lot more refined and it's more along the lines of the multiple desktops that you get in Linux. Each desktop can have its own background, own icons, your own setup for whatever desktop that happens to be. So you can have multiple different ones for whatever you happen to be doing. One for your regular stuff, one for work, one for gaming, one for whatever. So you can you can do multiple things. On top of that, you can have different layouts in your current desktop either layer the, the windows or put the windows in different patterns like you do like a pick collage or something like that. So that way you can have either three across or two up top and one underneath or you know different things like that. There's a bunch of different preset ones, but at least you get they give you the option to do stuff like that with multiple windows. It's not just the Windows snap that they have in 10 now where you can do two. It's multiple, so you can do a lot more with it on top of that. They are making this a lot more friendly toward tablets and uh, mobile devices, laptops with touchscreens, because a lot of the touch areas that they're going to have are going to be bigger and it's going to be easier to move windows around and change the size of them and different things like that, whether you're using your finger or are you using a stylus. So that can only be good for bringing in, you know, different smaller and more portable devices, you know, to the Windows platform. So I can understand that going forward. And there is something about that that's going to kind of annoy me. And I'm going to get to that when I get to the, the next section. But for the most part, at least they're taking touch and stylus input seriously. And along with stylus input, you actually get haptic feedback from it. So depending on what type of stylus you're using if you're using say a brush you know or a pencil you'll get different haptic feedback depending on what you're using so that's always cool too uh, that was that was actually kind of interesting to see 
Uh, if you use Teams a lot, Teams is going to be directly integrated into Windows now. So it's not going to be a separate thing that you have to do. It's just going to be in there, kind of like Skype was uh, at the beginning or toward the end of Windows 7. So they will have Teams integration throughout Windows, and you'll be able to just jump into calls or video calls or something like that. They're marketing it more along the lines of FaceTime with Apple. So that you can kind of look into that going a little bit more. Also, the Microsoft Store has pretty much been revamped completely. So they pulled a lot of parts from the Xbox Store. They pulled a lot more cross-play stuff. So, you know, if you're trying to do cross-play between PC and Xbox, a lot of that is going to be a lot more seamless. Xbox Game Pass is going to be integrated also. And they're also integrating the store with the Amazon Store. So you can run Amazon apps in Windows along with some other, you know, once they decide to build them or port them, some Android apps into Windows. So that's kind of cool that they decided to do that. That way we can start running, you know, native Android apps on Windows. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm kind of wondering on how it's going to work. But, hey, they're they're shifting a lot of this more toward mobile. So they're going to have a lot more cross-compatibility with phones and laptops. Some other enhancements under the hood for Windows 11 are going to be for mobile chipsets and how Windows actually handles the workloads because the chipsets are different. So they're going to do some optimizations there. That way you can get some better performance on your tablet or your laptop if it is running Windows. They're also going to have direct access memory that's going to be integrated into Windows 11. So if you're a big gamer and the game actually has that in the game, you can actually use that. And what it does is it actually lets your graphics card have direct access to your hard drive. So that'll speed up your game loading and your productivity stuff that needs to be done. So anything that needs to be processed, written, and read quickly, it can be. So that that's something that we're going to have to see what the performance looks like once that's you know completely up and done and some testing is done. But that's a it's a good feature to have, especially going forward. Now, supposedly, the upgrade for Windows 10 users will be free. So that's always good. Don't have to come out of pocket for that. And you don't have to upgrade right now if you don't want to because they're still supporting Windows 10 up until 2025. So you do have time if you want to stick with Windows 10 for now. You're, you're perfectly fine doing that. No big deal. If you are able to upgrade, and I'll get to that in a little while because that's a big caveat, there's a 10-day window that you can downgrade without any kind of issue and go back to 10 if you don't like 11. After that, you're going to have to basically just save everything and back it up and do a clean install of Windows 10 and go back that way. So they do give you that 10-day window, which is nice. But here's the caveat, and this is where the bad part starts. The bad is Windows 11 is going to be a, it's a, a lot like a reskinned version of Windows 10. So a lot of the stuff is going to be similar, but it's going to be kind of off because they tweaked where everything is like they normally do. And Microsoft is famous for that. And they, I've complained about that for a long, long time. And this is the kicker. This is the one that I was cussing a lot yeah, last night. If you read my post on Facebook, the computer requirements to run Windows 11 is going to be a lot higher bar than you would think. So basically, they're already, just with some of the hardware requirements, 
they're pretty much tossing out most older equipment as it seems to be. So even if your older computer can run Windows 10 or you have Windows 10 on it now, that doesn't mean that it can run Windows 11. So basically what you need is going to be a at least a dual core one gigahertz processor, which most processors now are. So that's not, you know, that one's not the big one. Four gigabytes of RAM. Again, that one's really not the big one. 64 gigs of storage. So this thing is going to be huge. Windows 10, when you download it, it's 22 gigs, give or take. So this thing is three times bigger than Windows 10 is currently. Now, the two things that are going to throw off the most people and the, the two things that are basically going to rule out most older equipment is going to be you have to have a UEFI BIOS with, that is secure boot capable and you have to have a TPM module installed either on your CPU or your motherboard. And what that is, is it's a trusted platform module and it's a chip that's basically designed for security functions. It generates cryptographic keys and stores that information on that, on logins, you know, different things like that. So it's a, it's a security chip, basically. And you need to have a version 2 TPM on either your CPU or your motherboard to be able to even install Windows 11. So they're taking security a lot more serious, but in, by doing so, they're ruling out a ton of old equipment. So it, that one is good. That one in the BIOS is probably going to be the two that are going to throw most people off. Now, the BIOS, if you have an older computer, you have, you know, an older BIOS that's not secure boot capable. A lot of times that can be fixed with a simple, you know, update of the BIOS, which is a little more scary than it should be to be honest because i did mine a while back and i was it was kind of nerve-wracking but it is possible now being that this is going to be one of those things that since windows is going to be coming out you know soon probably end of the year beginning of next year this may be something that a lot of motherboard manufacturers if they know they have that correct chip already on that motherboard and everything's working they may be able to update the bios to where you can do that, so that might be something you can do right before Windows drops or right after Windows comes out. So that'll be something to look for too. It if you have older, you know, older hardware. The one that really, really, and truly pissed me off was that if you install Windows 11, an internet connection is required, and not only is internet connection required. But you have to sign into a Microsoft account to set up the Windows 11 the first time on the first boot. So you can't just create a local account and use it as you want. You have to sign in as a Microsoft account and have internet enabled to be able to even install this. Now, one thing I can, I can understand if you need internet you know, required for you know search and different things like that while the browser is running why you need it required to even install it i mean how much stuff are you planning to update or you know push whenever you're trying to install this thing that that's what gets me 
The only thing I can think of is possibly they're going to start doing something along the lines of, you know, it, whenever you do the Windows Media Creation Tool, it downloads everything. Everything is on the creation tool, whether you do a USB key or whatever. Now, if they do something along the lines of that, but it's a much smaller file, and then during the install, it downloads the entire Windows 11 version. That might be why it's required. I'm not 100% sure, but even though you know you have Windows 11 on there, it's gonna be required to use it. So I don't know if that's just because they're doing a lot of web stuff, you know, they're doing a lot of web integration, and I'm, I'm assuming that they're gonna have Bing integration in this, which is gonna be probably terrible, because Bing is a god-awful search engine. But hey, I mean, they're gonna use what they got and they're gonna run it into the ground, so why the hell not? So that that right there was basically the reason why I had to wait until today to you know record this because that pissed me off to such a degree that I could not record last night when I went through this. It was oh god, it was so bad. You have no idea. I, I and even even today I'm still annoyed by this. So I don't know. But anyway, if you really want to go and you think you might want to run Windows 11, you can download a tool. It's called the PC Health Check app. It's on the Windows 11 front page. So if you go to Microsoft.com, the, the link right at the top is for more information on Windows 11. About three quarters of the way down, it'll say check compatibility, and then you can download it there. And basically what it does, it just checks to make sure that you have all the hardware requirements available to install Windows 11. It'll either basically give you an error if something's wrong, or it'll say, okay, you're good to go. So it's that's a quick little thing, but if you're not 100% sure and you don't want to go through all that trouble, you can just do a quick test on your, uh, basically whatever kind of CPU you have, because a lot of, a lot of this is going to be dependent on that. So basically, if you have anything older than an 8th gen Intel CPU, or if you have anything older than a 2000 series Ryzen AMD CPU, you're probably going to be out of luck. And that probably, like I said, has going to be more to do, to do with the BIOS and those TPM chips than anything, because even the, the 1000 level Ryzen chips are some quick little boogers, so I really don't think that would be the problem. Nine times out of ten, like I said, it's going to be that TPM chip on the motherboard, and we shall see how that goes. But yeah, just by doing that, they're going to pretty much alienate a lot of older hardware and either force people to upgrade or force people to stick with Windows 10. So I'm still in the camp of hold off for a little bit, so I, I really hadn't seen a whole lot from 11 that would compel me to upgrade, you know, from 10. So, I mean, I know 7 to 10 was a, a big update and a lot of things changed. I'm still not convinced that 11 is going to be all that great. So I'm still kind of kind of feeling it out. Once they announce some more stuff and maybe, you know, we'll see what it looks like going forward. But at least for the time being... And from the videos I've seen from the, the leaked version, which was apparently a really early build of Windows 11. So some things I'm sure have changed since then. But for right now, like I said, nothing's really jumping out at me to make me want to go ahead and update. 
So I think at this point, I'm going to stick with what I got. And I'm not going to actually recommend, you know, anybody jump into 11 just yet. They may change my mind. I don't know. It depends on what kind of stuff and what features they decide to talk about between now and the fall. You know, they may be adding more stuff before launch. They may be taking some stuff out before launch. And, you know, just from some of the feedback they're getting from the announcement, I'm sure they're probably going to make some changes right before launch. So depending on how that goes, they may compel me. But as of right now, I'm still on the fence as far, but still leaning on the Windows 10 side of the fence. Don't forget, to check out the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. And this has been My Two Cents.